previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Hey, I bet those two orangutans had to go through something a lot like this. <laughs> I'm clear the air, Mom and Dad. Let's figure this out. Remember when you told me where babies come from? Oh, there it is. Yeah. It's episode 42 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is co-founder of the Cricket Bars. Yes, Gabby Lewis is on all the way from Scotland. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with part two of the Adam Brennan conversation. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? I'm all right. I'm recovering. Recovering? Recovering. Oh, how's your shin? (laughs) For those of you who don't know me, which is probably everyone. Nine of ten of our listeners. Well, do we we want to get through what you said you had something else before? Yeah, before we get to why Rick's shin has a big bruise on it, I would like to say that my mom, uh, who never listens to the show, I guess somehow on Facebook saw that we made fun of our parents. So she listened to like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> and I have been instructed to correct our listeners that she is 60, not 65. <laughs> <laughs> so, my, way to go, Mark. Yeah, my way dad, my dad did like it. And speaking, okay, there's another sort of Facebook parent thing, but it, it sort of is on the tail end of why your shin is is all bruised up. So, let's tell that story. So, uh, I'll tell the long version. I uh, don't know anything about fixing anything on a house. I am probably the last person that needs to be a homeowner. Well, I'm out mowing the lawn, and I notice there's a pipe that comes out from near my roof, uh, and there's a lot of water draining out of it. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. So I, I take a little video of it and send it to my dad. My dad's very the opposite. He knows how to fix everything, and he's like, well, you need to go up into your attic and look at the air conditioning unit. There could be something blocking the condensing 249er. Uh, rotary girder online. Rotary girder <laughs> I'm specs in the rotary girder. So I go up in the attic, and I'm going to look. Well, of course I don't know what I'm looking at. So I, uh, I'm i like, well, I'll have to just wait and call back later or whatever. So I'm walking out of the attic, and I do know the rule that, like, hey, you need to walk on you know, the little the studs, the yeah. studs and, and the, and the wood and all that. Well, I put my left foot, there's a piece of plywood right by the, the, the entrance or the, the entrance, the, the hole that you walk into the attic from. That's the technical term I think we use for it. Well, I put my left foot on this piece of plywood and I put my right foot, I'm going to put my right foot also on it. Unbeknownst to me, because there's insulation on there, that is the ex- like the edge of it. I didn't realize I'd put my left foot right as far as you could put it on there without falling through. I didn't realize it. So when I put my, my move my l- right foot to put on the plywood as well, just right through the ceiling. So did you were you doing like I see I haven't talked to you. I saw the picture on Facebook, but yes. did you do like a were you doing like a left legged one-legged squat like how did you keep uh, well, from just falling it's a good story on why we should all be more flexible and read something about the supple leopard whatever because immediately when imagine if you are standing on your left foot and you're going to bring your right foot and then put all your weight on your right foot but then something gives out and immediately it's like an elevator effect my entire body weight went all the way down on my right knee basically my right or i'm sorry my left me okay knee, yeah, yeah my left calf touching my left hamstring uh it just and it was like 
there's no controlled drop. It was just immediate. And so, uh, because my right foot goes through the ceiling. And so my right, my left knee is, uh, is rather sore still. I mean, it's getting better. It's better today than it was a couple days ago, but, uh, I have, uh, what also my left foot, uh, ended up getting wedged between one of the studs and that piece of plywood. And, uh, looking at the bruise, I need to send you another picture cause it doesn't, the bruise doesn't hurt that much anymore, but it, it looks disgusting. Uh, if I wouldn't have gone down straight directly down, like, uh, right. If I would have gone down, like at an angle, if my left leg would have been at a weird angle, it would have, Oh, for sure. It would have like snapped my tibia into, yeah. it was that like violent of like an immediate drop. And thankfully my leg was just, just happened to be, I happened to go exactly straight down on it instead of down at an angle. But uh, I want to know what word you screamed. You know what? And that's so funny because I swear like a sailor, you know this, and everyone who knows me knows this. I have a filthy, <laughs> awful, filthy mouth. Uh, but my kids were both napping. That wouldn't have stopped me. And it was ne- the attic is right next to where the rooms are. And I'm immediately about to like, oh, Florn, Florn, Phil. Fudge. But I was like, they're asleep, they're asleep. It took them a while to get to sleep. Don't say anything. So I managed to like completely suffer in wow. total silence you're, on this. Yeah, which like was you're, you're rather amazing. Your dad instinct like completely took over. Whereas like if you're in college or before kids, you'll just scream out as loud as you can, like like the kid in a Christmas story. Fudge. <laughs> but like when you have kids and like you've even like there's nothing you got like hit hit in the head with a hammer, you're just like ah. I gotta be quiet. I gotta be quiet. Everything with around my children is like. Uh, have you seen the dub over version from like, uh, what's his name, Samuel L. Jackson, when he Go did like sleep. the snakes on the plane, but like uh, he did like a an edited version. I'm tired of these monkey fighting snakes <laughs> on this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> and like, uh, it's just a very funny. I, I I guess it's the whole movie. They like dub it over that way. Yeah. But that's how everything is with my children. I'm like, I will drop you out of this monkey fighting car this second, <laughs> you son of a biscuit. Okay. Speaking of that, um, my dad. Speaking under- of swearing at your children. Yes. Speaking okay. of. Uh, funny words in front of your children. My dad, as we have discussed before on this podcast, my dad owned a bakery. Yes. There was a woman who worked at the bakery whose son ended up going on and being like some big famous TV star. But Whoa, from Plano... Um, what? Are we using names? or? Yeah, and I... And I I can't even think of his name. Uh, Is this isn't the guy with the gray hair, <laughs> like the seventeen-year-old no. kid, head full of gray hair, was it? Michael. Uh, oh, he's super famous. Ah, he was in. Uh, remember that show, Ugly Betty? He was in that show, and he's been on Broadway stuff. But um, okay. anyway, wow. his mom's nickname, and this is what we called her. This is what Dad called her. This is what every. This was her name. Everyone called her. So I can say this, and it's not a curse word on the the podcast because this was what everyone called her. Muff. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Her name was Muff. And so as a kid growing up, Muff was uh, that woman's name. And so so it wasn't until much later that I realized, like, oh, my God. Like, what were we? Her name was Muff? Wrong with humans? Yeah. And so last night we were leaving uh, an, an event we went to last night. And I can't remember why it came up, but I looked over at Jen and I said, well, you really muffed that one up. <laughs> And I was like, wait, no, like, like not, like I meant, 
not the name. It was the name because that's what we used to say. Like, oh, you pulled a Rick on that one, you know. <laughs> and and then of course, like the five year old from the back seat just starts going like, "Muff it up, muff it up." And me and Jen are like dying laughing. Like, okay, no. I, I I have a very brief funny story about this. So we're driving one time to the mall, and you know, I I am usually I feel like I'm usually a very patient driver because I understand that like everyone around here in the Dallas area is not a patient driver. So I usually just try to like laugh at those idiots and like, you know, eh, what are you going to do? I drive fairly slowly. Uh, well, we're on this ramp and it's this huge construction area right over by our house. So everything's always changing. Well, I guess the lane that we're in on this ramp, it's supposed to be two lanes on this ramp, but the far right lane just abruptly ends up ahead. But there's a sign. So I'm in the lane that doesn't end. Well, this guy in this like 18 wheeler is in the lane that does end and I guess instead of like slowing down to figure out how he's going to do it, he like rams his gas and gets in front of me. Well, he ends up cutting me off on this bridge that's like 200 feet up in the air, one of those flyover bridges. And my kids are in the, the car. Okay, you may want to get your bleeping fingers out okay, for this one, okay. by the way, but there's no way to tell without that. I can bleep. I can bleep. I said, God, what a huge dick. <laughs> and uh, Anna looks at me and I was like, uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> And uh, Jason. By the way, for all of those who uh, are wondering what he said after the bleep, uh, the word he used rhymed with his name. Yes, that's good. Uh, it starts with the, the letter D <laughs> and rhymes with my first name. And uh, Jason. So the letter. So the word he said was dick. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, bleep, I'll bleep that out too. <laughs> so Jason spends the next. Odd uh, three hours at the mall, going up to people, going, <laughs> You're such "Hey, a- what's a huge dick? <laughs> what's a huge dick?" Over and over again, and people are looking at me like, huh, "You are a terrible what an father. unfit parent." Yeah. I'm like, hey, believe me, if that's the word that's squeezed out of there, yeah, we're on. It's we're probably standing. the least offensive of the words that I'll use, yeah. generally speaking. Well, let's uh, let's get to our, our interview. We have a really a fun one today. But before we get there, I want to mention this show is coming out on August 7th. So two days ago, Keto Clarity came out, the new book by Jimmy Moore. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So right now we're doing Time Machine Talk, you and I, right? Yep. Okay. So in the future from where we are now, however in the past from when you're listening to this... Yes, exactly. <laughs> and if you hear... If, by the way, if you're hearing like banging... We're getting our roof replaced today. It, it is I, I like kind of faintly heard that, and I was like, "I'll ignore." It's it. like the end of times in my house. There's like pictures are hang, like like flying off the walls. People are like throwing stuff. There's people falling off the roof. It's it's in, insane. And my nine month old son like took a nap. I don't know how that happened, but um, anyway, Keto Clarity. We're gonna link to all his stuff on the uh, in the show notes as far as how you can get the book. It's on Amazon. It's on his website. But uh, really good stuff from Jimmy Moore. Maybe we'll have him on sometime in the future to talk about his book. All um, right. I was actually on uh, the Rebooted Body podcast. I'm not sure when it's gonna come out. If it's come out uh, in the meantime. Uh, I will link to it in the show notes, but Kevin, uh, with the rebooted body, Kevin Geary, uh, had a really good time with him. He's going to be on the show coming up, uh, sometime in August or September. And also you were on the Primal Run Geek podcast as well. Yes. I need a link to that too. Uh, uh, man, you're like all over the place. You're like a pit bull of, uh, the health and fitness world. I am. I like to partner with, uh, various people and make number one hits. Um, but I don't have a shaved head. Um, so Keto Clarity, check it out. Uh, I'm going camping this weekend. So when you hear this, I'll have been camping up in, in, up upstate new york with my brothers so i'm excited to get out and use how my... do you get out of the ho- how does your wife let you out of the house and oh stuff like she that? calls me mini trip man 
because of how many little mini trips I go on. And I can I'm like, barely get out of the house to go to the grocery yeah. store on my own, <laughs> let alone like upstate New hey, York. Hey, I'm going to go do this like a uh, crazy uh, week wilderness long. experience thing for a week. Yeah. Peace out. Yeah. Well, that was because she was in the hospital for 82 days and felt sorry for me. Um, felt sorry for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So before we get there, let's. Um, Remind everybody, you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Links to all the stuff we've got going on, YouTube channel, Facebook page, the nutrients, multivitamin and skinny fat, the coupon codes will all be in the show notes. Please uh, use that and get the 10 and $5 off respectively of the, of the uh, multivitamin and skinny fat. Simply Human Kids page, Simply Human Moms. Uh, Jen just posted another Simply Human Moms article, which of course got like 9 million views. Yeah, keeping this thing afloat. Yeah. Uh, email. Allowing us to enjoy our uh, our, our hobby of uh, podcasts. Yeah. And you can uh, email me at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. Rick is at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. So without further ado, Gabby Lewis. Great conversation. XO.co because he's uh, overseas in Scotland. Wait, what, what, say it one more time. I, uh, I cut you off. XO, EXO.co is the website, and I'll link to it in the show notes. But we talked to Gabby about Scotland, snacks that suck, nose to tail eating, cricket safari, hunting crickets with tiny bows and arrows, <laughs> eating crickets for sustainability, tricking kids into eating crickets, pulverizing crickets, cricket recipes, <laughs> eating grasshoppers. And Rick pledges to eat a cricket bar. Here's Gabby. Joining us today on the Simply Human podcast, I am really excited to have Gabby Lewis on the show. I met Gabby at Paleo FX in the spring, and obviously you've seen the title of the show, so you know sort of what this interview is going to be about. But before we get there, before we get to blowing everyone's minds, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you started, what your background is. Sure. Well, firstly, thank you very much for having me here. Excited to be here. Cool. So I am originally from Scotland, grew up there, came to the U.S. around five years ago to study at Brown University. And towards the end of my time there, I was obsessed with nutrition and fitness. I was mostly paleo. I was doing some competitive powerlifting very briefly and really felt a need for a snack that basically didn't suck. So a protein bar that actually tasted good and was good for you. Something that didn't taste like cardboard and wasn't just candy. So I started making my own. And I was using using all of the kind of standard ingredients, nut butters, dried fruits, and struggling to find a, a protein source that wasn't extremely processed. And I stumbled upon this idea of cricket flour, which is basically a protein powder you make by removing the moisture from crickets and basically just grinding it up. And so I gradually started to make these protein bars from cricket flour, which has amazing nutritional environmental properties that we can get into, and took them to CrossFit gyms, farmers markets, everyone loved these bars, and then started a business around it. And that was around a year ago, and it's been growing very quickly since. Now let me ask you, you said something very, very intriguing, uh, probably the weirdest sentence I've ever heard someone say in my whole life, <laughs> and that is, quote, I stumbled across cricket flour. How does one stumble across cricket flour? I've never heard of that before. Sure. It's surprisingly easy to stumble across. A lot of countries around the world eat insects as a standard staple of their diets. Really, it's the U.S. and Western Europe that think this is strange. And it's only here that we have this cultural aversion to it. And on top of that, many people in this country have actually been talking about embracing insects as a protein of the future. So 
a year and a half ago, the UN released a 200-page report arguing that we should start eating insects in this country for mostly environmental reasons, but there are also some amazing nutritional reasons that we can get into. So I actually read that report. I had read an article in The New Yorker as well, saw that people were talking about it and thought it'd be a pretty fun idea to figure out how we can actually crack the marketing problem of figuring out how to, people to, figuring out how to convince people to do something which makes sense, but we have this irrational aversion to yeah, and let me ask you something. Uh, you know, I I like liver, I eat kidney and t- beef tongue and heart, and and so and people think that's really weird. Like before you started in with the whole cricket flour, did you were you open to sort of like these foods that somehow have have been labeled you know quote unquote weird, but really they're foods that humans have eaten as long as humans have been around. Is that had you sort of been open to that kind of stuff? Yeah, I tried and enjoyed liver and enjoy kind of full nose-to-tail dining, but I recognize that it is a little weird to some people in the same way that crickets are weird to some people, but what's pretty interesting to recognize is that there's nothing nothing fundamentally weird about these foods, any of them. Right. They're all in many parts of the world. We have a long history of eating these foods, and what I think is really interesting is that many of these foods are now being reintroduced back into the diet in the Western world. So recently we've seen fermented foods like kimchi and kombucha. You've seen liver, heart, lungs. And now I think the next kind of iteration of that is going to be insects. Right. The next now, that we've always eaten and it's really not that weird. Now, where did you find the cricket flour? Did you like go to Whole Foods and they had cricket flour? Or did you have <laughs> to like capture your own crickets and grind them up in your own mill? Like, Where did you find this at? Uh, it was kind of halfway between Whole Foods and capturing them myself. Uh, <laughs> do you, do you uh, have to put on like a hunting hat and like go out like on a cricket <laughs> safari? I, I just, yeah, a little, little tiny, tiny bow and arrow guy. <laughs> no, well, actually, I contacted a cricket farm in Louisiana, which had traditionally reared crickets for fishing bait and reptile feeds. And I called them up and I, I asked if their crickets were suitable for human consumption. And they thought I was nuts, and I probably was, but they said, sure, you can eat them. So I ordered 2,000 live crickets to my house on Brown University's campus. A roommate thought I was absolutely crazy. And, and I found this kind of basic recipe for creating the first iteration of cricket flour using these live crickets that I ordered from a farm in Louisiana. And the process has evolved somewhat, but at the time, basically, we, we froze the crickets and then we roasted them at a low temperature, which basically just removes all of the moisture. And then we threw them in a Vitamix and created the kind of first iteration of cricket flour. Man, I, I can see your roommate. Like, uh, I'm just imagining like it's a potluck kind of deal, like where you don't know your roommate. And like the second day of being your roommate, you get this big box. <laughs> it's like, what, what's in the box? And you're like, oh, 2,000 live crickets. And he's going, oh, geez. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? Mom and dad, my new roommate is the weirdest dude ever. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Well, cool. Now, okay, let's talk about, I mean, you mentioned, you know, part of the science uh, behind as far as the sustainability and the, and the, the source of the protein. So let's talk about uh, some of those, those uh, I guess, ideas of why is it more sustainable than, than other types of, of food? Sure. So on the sustainability, it basically requires less feed, water, and space to raise crickets for protein, or indeed any other insect more generally, compared to conventional livestock. Looking at crickets in particular, 
the UN estimates that it's 20 times more resource efficient to raise them for protein than cattle. So taking into account all of the fewer resources you need to use is 20 times more efficient, which is pretty crazy and could do wonders for our environment if we shifted some consumption away from beef, for example, towards crickets. And really, like, and, cows don't really annoy me. You know, like, they're just cows. Like, we, <laughs> we have cows, like, I mean, I can, I can walk across my street and, and there's cows. I, I live kind of close to the country, really close to the country. And, but crickets annoy the hell out of me. And so it's like, right. I would rather kill and eat something that annoys me. We than... can kill two crickets with one stone. Hey, there, hey. You, go. <laughs> there now, you go. There you go. So, okay. And, and, and then let's talk about like the, the type of protein that it is, you know, from a sure. cellular level, like why is it a, a good source of protein? Sure. So on the protein content, crickets are around 70% protein by dry weight. And they contain all the essential amino acids, so it's a complete protein. And it, it's comparable to egg whites if you look at the amino acid analysis, basically. So it's an awesome quality protein, and then it's also very high in micronutrients. It has twice the iron of beef gram per gram, more calcium than milk gram per gram, very high in omega-3s. So all around, it's just pretty amazing for you and pretty amazing for the environment. Problem is obviously getting over this kind of cultural aversion, so right. that's the challenge. Yeah, and I guess that sort of leads me into my next question: is obviously, you know, I am much more open to something like this than than my uh, my colleague Rick. Officer yes, that, Rick. That, that is very true. Yeah. I, uh, I Mark will eat almost anything there is to eat. Yes, uh, and, and just as an experiment. I will do just about the opposite. Uh, for some of our newer listeners, uh, check out our YouTube channel. You will see a series of videos. Uh, called Rick Tries a New Food. And by new food, I mean uh, some of my things that I've tried are mushrooms, uh, olives. Uh, let's see, the newest one was uh, cauliflower. These are not new foods to regular people. These are new foods to me. And quite frankly, you're right. It, it, eating crickets is, is weird as hell. And it, it, I'm already like getting like kind of tingly and nervous and shaking. Just the idea of putting something made with cricket flour in my mouth. How do you talk to someone like me who's, you know, just Joe American six-pack who's like, hey, you should eat crickets. They're good for you. And I go, hey, you should, uh, you should shut up. <laughs> well, I think the first point is that we're not asking you to eat a whole roasted cricket. We turn this into a uh, – which, by the way, I, I've done during experiments. And it's kind of delicious. It tastes like popcorn. But what we're doing is we're creating a very, very fine flour that – if you didn't know it was cricket flour, you would think it was almond flour, for example. It smells and tastes nutty, and you would never know it was cricket. So we're taking that flour, and we're combining it with dried fruits, almond butter, raw cacao, coconuts. In a recipe developed by a guy named Kyle Connaughton, who was previously the head chef at the Fat Duck in England, which was the number one restaurant in the world. Wow. So it's firstly a flour. Secondly, it's in a bar, which is delicious and healthy. And you would never know there was crickets unless someone had told you. So if you look at the bar, you can't see like Antenna. wings and, and <laughs> thoraxes and like bug eyes and stuff. You can't tell by looking at the bar that it's like made up of like – because I'm imagining like – I don't know if you've ever seen the Star Wars movies. But like the, the Han Solo and Carbonite, that's what I'm imagining just like a bar <laughs> with like the outline of a, a whole cricket, cricket. of a whole cricket in there. It doesn't look no, like – you, you, you would not straight. be able to tell. Well, uh, I, you know, you sent me a box uh, several weeks ago, and my daughters, you know, anything, you know, little kids, anything in like in a package or something they think is a candy bar, 
And I didn't tell my three-year-old, you know, like what the bar was made of. I just, hey, do you want this bar? And she ate the whole thing and wanted another one. And I was like, I think I posted a picture on the on the Simply Human Facebook page of, and it said like, you know, Hope is eating crickets, like, and she has no idea. I tricked her into eating crickets, but did you tell her afterwards, like, gotcha, you cricket, <laughs> idiot? <laughs> I did not. She's still. I'll, I guess I'll tell her one of these days. But uh, you know, one of my questions is, you know, since I'm like, you know, Rick is is very, you know, a picky eater. I, on the other hand, if I see the cricket flower booth, I'm walking over to it, going, yeah, de- I, I want to try this. Like this. Put sounds, a spoonful in my right. mouth right yeah. now. Crickets, oh yeah, delicious. And, and my question is, you know, I you can get the bar form like. How I I want like I'm looking at the sustainability I'm looking at the the you know nutritional profile I'm looking at uh, you know all these different things and I'm like yes 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 I I like if I were to go there I have more crickets out in the field behind my house than I do uh, what what's a what's a funny analogy Rick that I have more <laughs> of I have tons of crickets so could I I mean I I want I want the roasted cricket. You know, that's I would rather have that than the cricket flower in a bar. So it's like, what? How? What would you suggest uh, from that aspect? Um, the easiest thing probably to hop on a flight to Thailand. Okay, done. But, oh well, okay. <laughs> short of that, I mean, yeah. you, you could definitely go to your garden and try and capture them. They are very fast, and we, during our first experiments, we had a few escape, and it took us a very long time to catch them. So you might have some trouble there. Well, the, the, a, lo- a large, like, like percentage of my nights like when we moved into this house we we built it right on the edge of town and it and three years ago we had a cricket like infestation we we, ha- we would have them like in the house we would get up in the in the morning and they would be like all in the house they would be everywhere so i'm quite the cricket killer expert i wow. it, it, yeah so i have the little, a terrifying image yeah oh it's it, it was horrible <laughs> and like and then because like you know if you see like a bunch of crickets in your house like well time to go to sleep no because they're going to start the the chirping which so when i see a cricket now even if it's just out like you know in the street minding its own business i'll run up to it and just like smash it in the ground and like just pulverize it just on the off chance that at some <laughs> point he could get in your house in a later date it'd wake me up to- yeah, insomnia. You, you well, should send them to us. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so you get the crickets, and you, you know the, your original experiment. You order the live crickets. Like, yep. do you just smash them up with like a, a hammer? Like, how do you <laughs> like get them? Like, how do you kill them to do the whole thing? You like, is it like you you take them and you just with your fingers and you break their cricket necks or what, what have you? How do you do this? <laughs> you cut Not their quite. you you slice their necks we, uh, open and let them and they bleed out. <laughs> we we freeze them right now. <laughs> So okay. they're frozen, which slows down the metabolism initially, eventually kills them, and then we, we roast them in an oven at a very low temperature for several, hour, several hours, and then we grind them up, and that's, that's it. That's the flour. Okay, so, so you, you hit on this earlier, and I, you know, jokes aside, uh, one of the big parts, you know, cr- apparently, I'll take your word for the fact that crickets are healthy. I'll, I won't fight you on that point. But like it's like you said, sustainability. I'm not exactly you know environmental Jones. I eat uh, quite a bit of meat, uh, and I don't uh, think about how that impacts the environment necessarily, unless I read an article. But I've been reading; it's kind of a thing that's been in the news uh, lately. That you know all this beef production that you know to sustain Western diets 
basically, is uh, contributing to carbon in the atmosphere. It's contributing to uh, environmental problems. It's contributing to global warming or cl climate change, whatever you want to call it. And so this is a way, not only are there far more crickets available on planet Earth, they require far less resources to live. Uh, you know, you, you, they require less land, they require less food. And so we've, you know, we can effectively and efficiently tap into this. This is a game changer, is it not? Absolutely, yeah. And I think a really important point to recognize is that this isn't really some kind of sacrifice. So it's not as if we need to give up beef and go to this inferior protein. Crickets are actually really, really good for us. So there's no, there's no sacrifice you're making for your own health. It's better for the environment. It's better for you. You can make this taste delicious. And I think it's also important to say I'm not suggesting we should give up eating beef. By no means am I suggesting that. But this is basically just another option that we want to introduce to the Western and just put another choice out there. Uh, okay, so I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I can't get off of the uh, making my own cricket. So if I go out and catch, <laughs> if I go out and catch a dozen crickets, which would be very easy, and like, would I, would I put them like in a Ziploc bag and put them in the freezer? Or like in a mason give, give jar? Give us your proprietary recipe. Yeah, sir. and then I want to, I want to roast yeah, them and eat yeah. them. I mean, I would... I would say put them in a Ziploc bag, stick them in the freezer, give it several hours, then put them in a dish, roast them in your oven, maybe 180, 200 for several hours. Like what? How many? Just, like how many is several? Are you talking like three or four? Like eight hours? Like what do you? I, I've never roasted only like twelve crickets at a time, so I'm oh, not sure how right. long that's going to take. But, so, but they should be dry and crispy. Yeah, you want them to almost crumble when you touch them with a the back of a metal spoon, for example. Okay. I cannot wait to do this. I, I are you will, really, are you, you're only going to get a gram of protein from 12 crickets, though. But I mean, it's just like a little snack and just to say, yeah. yeah. Snack. Yeah. Oh, Mark, God. are you being serious? You're going to go out there with like a, a net or a <laughs> box of some kind and catch crickets and do this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, and, and this leads to another question. I mean, if you're, you know, you might be so busy uh, with, you know, with the crickets that you you know you may or may not have looked into other insects that have high nutritional profiles. What other like I caught a black widow in my oh backyard. God, I would not. It. I probably wouldn't eat a black widow. But what other other insects? I have grasshoppers like crazy right now in my garage. Can I eat? A, can I do the same thing with a grasshopper? Those things are huge. They're like as big as my thumb. Yeah, I mean honestly, I haven't tried, but there the are there are around sixteen hundred different species of edible insects that are eaten somewhere in the world. We, we've chosen crickets for a couple of reasons. The first of which is that... They're super think, annoying. <laughs> yeah, they're super annoying. But, but also, we, we do like them more than we like other insects, right? And we do have a kind of... ...towards crickets. And I think there's less of a psychological hurdle there compared to some other insects. Right. So, for example, the, the highest protein is the dung beetle. Mm. That's going to okay. be a far harder sell. Not for me. I'm, go <laughs> I'm going out and looking for a dung beetle tonight. <laughs> I'm going to go out in my yard and take a big dump and wait for dung beetles to infest it so I can try to, dunk, to eat a dung beetle. And when you take a dump, just make sure you squat so you're in the ergon ergonomically correct position. Um, <laughs> you weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so when, when, you, when you taste tested these, your, your cricket bars, back to your product, when you taste tested these for people, was it like a, hey, I'd like you to try this new nutritional bar. It's really super tasty. Here, take a bite. And then later you were like, Crickets, what's up? Ha ha! Or did you tell people like, "Hey, this is what this is. We'd like you to try it because that 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 you've you've already said this. This is your main 
kind of like your your peak that you have to cross with this product is like getting past uh, Western people like me who are stupid and who won't eat uh, food because we think it's weird. D- is that how you had to do it? Like surprise no, people? I mean, or we, we very quickly learned that tricking someone into eating bugs is a very bad idea. <laughs> you're, you're, you're talking to like jack dudes at CrossFit gyms. It's just, it's just not a good plan. So we, we very quickly learned to be upfront about it. And usually if I can talk to someone face to face, and I have a bar in front of them, and they can see it looks fine, and I can quickly explain the nutritional and environmental benefits, they'll at least taste it, they'll just have a bite, and then once they realize it actually tastes good, and there's no, there's no thorax or legs or wings or whatever, they're, they're pretty easily convinced. <laughs> what does this taste like? Like, tell me, I mean, I know most people are like, oh yeah, a strange food, it tastes like chicken. It probably doesn't <laughs> taste like chicken. What does this, the bar taste like? Do you have different flavors? Tell me more about it. Yeah, we have, Three flavors. We have one that's basically chocolate. It is almond butter, dates, coconut, and cacao. We have one that's cashew ginger. It's peanut butter and jelly. We're about to release an apple cinnamon and a blueberry vanilla. Nice. And they're all basically a nut butter base, some dried fruits, a touch of raw honey, and around 40 crickets per bar. Yeah, Rick, I don't know if you've ever had a Lara bar. No, I have not. They're, I don't know what that well, is. Well, if anyone's out there, I, I wouldn't say it tastes exactly like a Lara bar, but it kind of has that consistency. I, I, to me, having had both products, I would prefer the Cricket Bar, obviously. And of course, I'm you know not just saying that because we're talking to <laughs> Gabby Lewis, but uh, it's it's just I, I feel like with the like something like a Lara bar, it's just like nuts and fruit. And with this, you're getting like a super high quality. I'm not to say there's not protein in nuts, but there's also, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's gonna be a lot of carbohydrates, and it can and it can spike your insulin kind of thing. Whereas something like this, you at least have, you know, a super high quality, you know, very lean source of protein, especially for people that are that are looking to gain muscle and are, you know, I'm I'm a huge advocate of good fat. But if your goal, if you're if you're at a lean body weight and you're wanting to maybe put on some muscle, then you might need to up your your protein intake. And this is a great way to to increase protein without, you know, just overdoing it on fat and, and just eating way way too much. Well, um, that's that, that actually leads into a question that I had. You said, uh, uh, Gabby, about the the protein content of I don't know. Of, however you group crickets together like a bushel of crickets is however many <laughs> like what's what's the other the other macronutrient content of these it's um it's mostly fat healthy fats yep. um yep. they're high in fiber and there's almost no carbohydrates in there so this is big like most of our audience follows or at least you know is interested in like a you know paleo primal low carb high fat uh innocent yeah. type of type of uh nutrition profile so this is Pretty well in line with the things that that we talk about a lot on the show that we're interested in. It's you know uh, you know energy from fats and, and protein and things like that, and kind of lower generally speaking in carbs and, and things of that nature. So this falls kind of right into lockstep with, with some of the things that we're talking a lot about. So that's very interesting to me. Yeah, for sure. And there's also, I mean, I'd say crickets are probably as paleo of a protein as you can get. Yeah, I would that's- imagine there are. Yeah, I would imagine there's very a primal thing to crawling on on the ground and eating bugs like uh that feels very <laughs> right. well if you think about it like if you're if you're going to eat and move like a human was was designed 
What's what would be easier and safer for your genes to to reproduce? You know, in the to, long, to in attempt long term? to jump on a lion out of a tree, <laughs> yeah. wrestle him, like choke him to death, or to crawl around on the ground and lift up rocks and eat bugs. Yeah, yeah, it's like a very you exactly. know that's actually a very good point. Yeah, the huge yeah. like the huge wussy inside of me is just going to be like, um, oh, you you go have fun with a lion. I'm going to eat <laughs> bugs. Oh, <laughs> so I push my glass my my caveman glasses up my my nose. Wow, good. <laughs> Um, okay, I did have another question. Um, well, another thing I was thinking about, this isn't my question, but I was uh, assuming that male crickets are have like you know are stronger and smarter than the female crickets. I just that's just an assumption I have. So is it better to eat male or female crickets or does it not matter? <laughs> to be honest with you, I, this is the kind of thing I think about a lot. That is never a question that I've even considered. <laughs> well, uh, I was really doing it. Like, I really asked the question. We're feed and life cycle and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I've never thought about what, kind of, what the breakdown difference is between male and female crickets. <laughs> well, actually, we, we use both. The, so, uh, I don't know. The, imp- the impetus behind that question was my wife like walked in the room and I, <laughs> I asked that question and she like rolled her eyes at me and like, gave me the death look and then shut the door. So, obviously, all our female listeners, that was a joke. Come on. I'm joking. Um, okay, so somebody like me, you know, I just worked out and I just like lifted you know, you know what the weight room is <laughs> the gym, and but I had like the sort of standard, uh, well maybe not so it, it wouldn't be standard for Rick, but my pro my post workout like shake has a blended protein, uh, it's whey, casein, egg, albumin, it's a, it's a it's a it's a blend. I have some bone, homemade bone broth that I sort of glob into the blender into the Vitamix, oh. yeah. Uh, and this was the bottom of the jar, so it had a lot of like residue, like the Stop. meaty. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I'll throw just like a whole egg with the shell and everything into it, some chia seeds. Do, can can I buy just the cricket flour from you to put into my shake, or do y'all just sell it in the bars? Right now, we just sell it in the bars. the The issue is is that we're operating at such a small scale, and the issue in the industry in general is operating at such a small scale. The cricket flour is quite expensive today. So it's almost as if we're we're creating beef jerky where there's when there's two cattle ranches in the country. It's just going to be really expensive. Right. So as we grow and as the industry grows around us, hopefully we'll be able to sell the flour at a reasonable price. We wanted to do it today. It just wouldn't be able to compete with whey, unfortunately. But maybe somewhere down the line that might be an option if the absolutely we're we're doing experiments on it right now and we're trying it out in different kind of shake formats. Um, hopefully we'll be able to release it within the next year or so. Yeah, because I know there's there's probably some people out there, especially if you have like an aggressive fat loss goal, you have a lot of weight to lose. Where you know they've they've tried the dried fruit and the nuts, and and some people have to avoid those things if they're if they're checking blood sugar or whatever. And that might yeah. be that might be a good option to have just the I, I would I know I would buy cricket protein flour and I, or powder not flour <laughs> uh, gluten free cricket flour um and uh yeah so i could just see actually you know i say that you could probably substitute it for like a uh almond meal or or flax meal or coconut uh flour or something uh, and use it in baked goods and I'm, there's there's many possibilities to the cricket protein it's, it's, it's true i made uh, a cricket flour pizza a couple of weeks ago 
<laughs> you, can, you absolutely can substitute it for any other gluten-free flour, and it works pretty well. You know, I, as I'm thinking about this, there are probably like enough weird people out there like me. Like I say weird. I Really, it's normal. Rick is the no, weird No, 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 yeah. it is not. It is weird, Where if but you, we all should be a little bit more weird. How about yeah, that? Uh, there you go. But if you made like some like one line of cricket bars, like it was actually in the shape of a cricket. <laughs> <laughs> just an enormous cricket. Like yeah. just, you see a guy just walking down the street, just chomping on this like... Like, Six inch long cricket, like a chocolate bunny, except it's a cricket. Like, because <laughs> I, I know I would, I would eat that just because it was in the shape of a cricket. Like, and I would spend more for that. But anyway, um, well, okay. What? Where can people find you? What's your uh, website? And we'll we'll link to everything in the show notes. How can uh, how can we increase uh, your traffic and uh, and business? Yeah, our website is exo.co. So it's exo.co. And you can learn more with the company and buy bars there. Okay, I'd like to make this uh, this declaration right now. Okay, in front of uh, the two of you, not really because we're skyping, but you know what I'm saying. And when what date does this show drop, Mark? Um, this will go up on August seventh. August seventh. Okay, on August seventh, the same day that this show uh, airs, I will. Oh boy, what? What's oh, happening? Okay, it's too late to back out of this now. You can't really edit this out. I will eat a cricket bar. I will uh, acquire one of your cricket bars, uh, and I will eat it, and I will put it on the YouTube channel to show people that, like, hey, uh, this is edible by human beings, but even by weird human beings like myself who don't uh, don't venture out in food. I will eat a bar made out of cricket flour. The whole, you got to eat the whole thing. And Gabby, would you, is there any way you could, like, like send him some, and then that we can we can like we'll we'll repromote your stuff. Yeah, uh, of course. And I'll I'll email you his address. Um, and I Perfect. you know you sent me a box, and if I want some more, I think how it works is I just need to buy a box, which is which I will. <laughs> yeah, I think you that's can't how. just keep going to Costco and like, oh yes, I'll have another free sample yeah. and another free sample, <laughs> right. and just put all of the samples into my about my box. <laughs> right, I'll take okay, I will I will eat this cricket bar, and uh, I will uh, I will show the world that it can be done. Oh man, that's this is big. Uh, I never would in a million years thought you would ever say that, but I think like the, pres- I, the pressure. I'm kind of regretting it actually, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to pull those words back into my mouth, but I've promised and I will do it, and uh, we'll oh, see. Man, this is crazy coming from someone who hadn't eaten an olive six months ago, <laughs> and they're disgusting, by the way. Hopefully, the cricket will rank rank higher above the olive. I I, I feel like it it might. Awesome. Well, hey, Gabby, before I let you go, I'm going to ask you a question that we've asked every guest that's been on the show. And it doesn't have to do anything with crickets. It might, it might, it have might to be, do with crickets, it might have something to do with crickets. But it doesn't have to. And the question is, what is one thing that you enjoy about life, or something that you do that makes life more enjoyable? I'll go with deadlifting. Yeah, awesome. Why? Why do you enjoy that? I think there's just nothing more kind of primal than lifting weight off the ground and do it once a week. I like to track my progress. Yeah. Was once competitive in the deadlift, so yeah, I was gonna. That was I was gonna ask you in your competitive days, uh, what what was your what's the most you've ever lifted off the ground? I lifted at a body weight of like one fifty eight. I lifted four ninety five. Golly, that is, and for all of you out there who haven't lifted, like that is, I think my deadlift max right now is like, and I'm at two hundred pounds, is like four twenty five. So it's seventy more pounds, and then. Jeez, Mark, sub- why don't you get with the rest of us here? Yeah, subtract forty pounds of body weight, which that's just insane. That's amazing. So yeah, but I, 
I uh, I've been on a, a sort of a, a Olympic lifting powerlifting uh, protocol, so I have been deadlifting a lot lately too, and it's uh, it is a lot of fun. It's very it is very primal. You especially when you get up in the heavier weights, you uh, you can't help but let out sort of a primal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is quite a commercial for deadlifting, yeah. fellas. I can't wait to get after. Yeah, awesome. Well, hey, Gabby, I really appreciate it. I will send you Rick's address, and then we'll uh, obviously promote all your stuff and, and link to this uh, in, in the show notes, and have the YouTube video up, and uh, and you can, you know, uh, share, share with the world the guy that hadn't eaten a, a broccoli, and then now he's I eat broccoli. Eat. Please, child, it was cauliflower. All right? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Bro, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Gabby, I really, we really appreciate your time. Is there anything else uh, that you wanted to say uh, while we had you? No, this has been great. Thank, thanks so much for having me here. Awesome. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Gabby. And I, actually, I hope by August 7th, when this show airs, that Rick will have received his box of cricket bars, which Gabby mailed to to you, and that oh, you will have. I'm really posted, actually kind of hoping that they get lost in the mail. Well, and I hope that it's on YouTube by the time. And if it is, well, I'll have it linked to the show notes when this comes out. And uh, and actually, in, in the meantime, I have started collecting and hunting crickets in my backyard. God, I, you're such a weirdo. And people, I'm telling you, he's serious. He texted me a picture of him the other day with a Ziploc bag with like I don't know, like. Put twenty crickets in it. Fro- I was like, frozen, you are an idiot. Frozen crickets, uh, and I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to get a, the baggie full and uh, roast them and eat them like popcorn. Um, okay, so now it is time for the humans being humans segment. We talked to Adam Brennan a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, and had a really funny conversation about an awkward phone call that he was uh, uh, had to listen to and overhear. That was great, by the yeah. way. And then we will now uh, sort of finish the conversation with Adam Brennan uh, and really funny stuff and like I said before it, it really needs your cackle uh, in the story it's really missing your laugh uh, it really would have added a lot to it so crazy my crazy dolphin laugh yeah because because you would have uh, you would have laughed uh, mightily at this next segment so here's Adam I had a, I had a friend that um, that's a, a labor attorney and so they, what, what a labor attorney does, and, and I don't really have any clue, but what my understanding is is that they, you know, human resources, um, the departments, you know, and these big corporations use these labor attorneys to kind of help counsel them through very difficult situations that exist in the workplace. So, you know, if somebody wants to get fired, if they want to fire somebody, they've got to, you know, make sure that they, you know, hit all of their... Um, you know, they document it well, and then they reach out and um, talk to the attorney, make sure that they're not going to get in any trouble if they end up firing somebody. So um, this, uh, this guy had a client that, um, <laughs> this is hilarious, they, um, the, the client was a call center for, for some company, and the, uh, they had a problem employee that was very overweight. And the, the reason that the overweight employee was a problem was not because they were overweight, but it was because they kept pooping their pants at work. What? And so imagine a call center, and there's lots of people around. They don't have their own office. And the guy would just regularly, not like, you know, oops, I pooped my pants, like, regularly <laughs> pooped his pants. Well, like, so like and sitting so, in, like, a bank of phone... A phone- yeah, exactly. So what you picture of, you know, like uh, like these mini cubicles that you can't see. I mean, you can see over the top and see the person across from you and next to you, and you don't have any privacy, and you got the headset on. You know, one of those type of call banks. 
you know, very tight working quarters. So would he like, would he just, you know, if I, if I'm in that setting and I put my pants, I very quickly and, and discreetly stand up and, you know, all but run from the room to the bathroom where it's like, it's almost like he, he did it so regularly where like he would just poop his pants and be like, eh, pooped again in my pants. <laughs> right. And then like answer the next call. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. AT&T, how may I help you? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah so the, the employees around him, you know, started really complaining to their boss saying, as they should. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is ridiculous. I can't work in this environment. And so, they, um, the, you know, the, the company kept going back to the employee saying, hey, you know, listen, you know, what can we do to help you out? You know, do we need to do we need to give you more break time? Do we, you know, do we need to widen the stall for you? I mean, you, you just haven't, you know, can you not fit in there? And he's like, no, <laughs> like, I don't need more time. <laughs> and so Everything's good on my end. <laughs> like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, you know, they called, they called the attorney and was like, hey, you know, what do we do? do we, you know, can we fire this guy? And, you know, he went through the checklist saying, okay, you offered him more break time. You offered to widen the stalls. You did widen the stalls, and he's still pooping his pants on a regular basis. <laughs> yes, I think you can fire him. <laughs> so the guy got fired for that? That's an outrage. <laughs> yeah, that he, is, he I'm, I'm wearing a, a diaper or something, I guess. I must stand up for all adults who poop their pants uh, in this country and stand up for the, our rights. We have rights too, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's so, awesome. and, and speaking of pooping your pants, like, yes. and pooping your pants at work, I, um, <laughs> so this isn't exactly a poop your pants story, but <clears throat> so in my office, you know, it's got the doors, got walls, and and so it's kind of my space. And so a few years back before I had really transformed, you know, how I was eating, my diet, my nutrition, I was just eating a bunch of stuff that gave me a lot of gas. And and so, you know, there's times like, and, and I don't know if, if you're like this or not, but when, I got a, when I've got gas, like it hurts. And, and it, <laughs> like and in it your hurts, stomach? But, yeah, like up high and like in your stomach? Yeah, I yeah, mean, to the yeah. point where like, you know, like if I'm sitting in a chair, like I can't stand up fully. Like it hurts, like yeah. physically hurts me. And so, you know, there's the option of, okay, I can go to the bathroom and rip one, but that's going to like happen like every like two or three minutes, right. literally. I mean, it's that bad. Yeah. And, and so there's the times where the gas is like just so foul smelling that even I'm like, wow, <laughs> that is impressive. And so I was having one of these times at work where, like, I, I you know, I had a lot of gas, and I, you know, if I'm if I'm having to go back and forth to the bathroom, people are going to be like, "Dude, what's up with that guy?" And I'm not going to get any work done. So basically, what I did was I just closed my door, and I was like, "You know what? This is my office. <laughs> I can do what I want, and I'm just going to let it let it flow." Yeah. And so I'm just letting it flow, and you know, relieving all this, you know. All this, you know, pain and um, which is just accumulating in like the <laughs> the paint and the carpet. Of your- yes, yes, it's just wafting under the door like a green cloud. <laughs> and so my boss's boss um, just swings the door open and oh, sticks her head in. And it's oh, a female, by the way. Oh, and you know. I had just let one rip. And, you know, sometimes, like, after you, after you let it sit, it kind of soaks into the carpet or yeah. walls or escapes the window somehow, and you're kind of safe. No. This was a no-safe zone. Oh. And so she peeks her head in in the door, 
And you can just tell immediately by the look on her face, like, she knows, <laughs> right? Like, there's there's no kidding around this. She just, like, she puts her, like, the crook of her elbow, like, on her nose. Like, <laughs> it just is like, so, Adam, uh, I wanted to talk to you about these uh, TPS reports. <laughs> you know, I, I was just glad she didn't, like, open the door and, like, yell, like, good God. <laughs> but, good God, so Adam. this was around Christmas time a couple of years ago, and for Christmas that year, as my Christmas gift from her, oh, no. she gave me a scented candle. No. Oh, did, but did she, ever, did she ever, like, talk about it? <laughs> she didn't say anything. It was, like, in this nice crystal vase, and it was, I mean, it was a nice, it was a nice-looking candle. She didn't just go spend, like, $10 oh, on it, but, man. I mean, she, you know, and she kind of played it off like, yeah, hey, maybe your wife can use it, or yeah. maybe you Maybe you should put it. this in your office for all time. Maybe you should stick this up your butt. <laughs> well, that, like, I used to do that, and every time you, know, you, like, fart in your office or whatever, like, without fail, without fail, someone, like, comes in your office. And yes. so what I would do is, like, I would, like, let one and then, like, have some, like, Febreze, like, psh, but then all that does when someone comes in, it just smells like a cinnamon stick took a dump in your office. <laughs> it's like it doesn't really do anything. And actually, your your story, and we have a few we have a few minutes here. I was gonna I was gonna tell a story that reminded me of I was working at a physical therapy place like after my freshman year at college, and I was I was when I was playing football and eating like super super high protein diet. So I just had like the most raucously horrific gas of all time, and. That this new girl had like just started at this place, and I was like trying to impress her, you know, and like be Mister like big football player, tough guy, or whatever. And I remember I was sitting up like on top of one of the dryers because we would like throw like the uh, the moist heat packs like in the dryer, uh, you know, in between you know patients or whatever. And so I'm sitting up on the dryer, and I mean, I just so I'm like at, you know, I'm sitting up, you know, imagine like about the level of my my groin would be, you know. And I let out. I mean, one one is just. I mean, it was like green fire out of my rear end. It was horrible. Well, as soon as it escaped out of my out out of its uh, <laughs> cage, she comes walking in with one of those moist heat packs. No, no, no. She needed a moist heat pack, and there weren't any over in the thing, which was like on the other side of like the little room, the little like like office room. So she like comes over to the dryer which I'm sitting on. And so before I can even like say, like if I had to do it over again, I would just be like, hey, whoa, 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 stay over there. Don't come over here. Don't come over here. Trust me, there's a spider. I would have made something up. Well, I couldn't say that. Before she could, before I could say anything, she's just like on me. And I, I, you know, I just like hopped up off of the, off the dryer and she just like opened the dryer and put her head like right where my butt had been. You know, like... I mean, she just like she. It wasn't just like she stuck her head in, like, "Hey, it smells in here." I mean, she put her face like right where my, my rear end was, and she was just like, "I mean, it wasn't like she played it off like, oh, that something kind of smells." I mean, she was like, <laughs> like she started it's like dry heaving, like, uh, and there was nothing. There was no way I could say, "Oh man, the the dryer things must stink," or it was, some guy just like ran through here and took a dump. It was like there's nothing I could have said. Like she pulled the she pulled the the uh, reaction. From from Anchorman, where you know, he sprays the he sprays the, the perfume the on sex, <laughs> sex Panther or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I, all I could say was like, I'm I'm sorry, I, I I'm really sorry. And of course, like she didn't talk to me the rest of the time we worked together. So 
Well, that's good. And I think this is probably going to be part two of the, of the Adam Brennan uh, Humans Being Human Open. Three fantastic stories. And actually, Rick had to go. We couldn't. He, he couldn't be on this recording. And I just texted him. Hang on. I'll tell you. I wrote, uh, you should have waited and recorded these with me. Uh, they're great. And we need your laugh on them. These words were just said. Now rub the vagina with your fingers. Uh, the second one was about a guy pooping his pants regularly at work and getting fired, and he wrote back, dang it, <laughs> and I wrote, the last one was about having terrible gas, so he missed out big time on, uh, on Yeah, his on loss. Yeah. We miss you, Rick. We well, miss you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, Adam, I really appreciate you doing this for us, and uh, I mean, this knocks out two humans being humans for me, uh, which is just uh, two things I can check off my uh, to-do list, and we appreciate you being a, a loyal listener, and hope to have you back on sometime soon. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Thank you, Adam. Uh, and you know, after the fact, I found out that Adam was pretty nervous about recording that. I had no idea he was. He didn't sound he, nervous. Yeah, he, he didn't. Like sound, was... Yeah, he sounded like a professional. So Adam is the man, a good friend of mine, and uh, hopefully he'll be back on. He is one of our uh, loyal listeners. Uh, so I really, anyone that's ever been like a loyal listener. Uh, has been on the show. <laughs> so, yes, all eight of you. And and you were the, on the show. And you were the most loyal. So if anyone <laughs> so upends you, you on board. yeah, you can, you can be a co-host. <laughs> if you're loyaler than me, then you can replace me. Just email Mark. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, sorry, believe Rick. me. Yeah, it's the Zillion Podcast with Mark and Jim. <laughs> and the, the new co-host. All right. Well, uh, okay. Now it is time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week. It's something you can start doing right now to be a more healthy human. And and this week's tip is get outside of your comfort zone. And it goes along with the, you know, really, it, it's not out of my comfort zone to eat a cricket because I've done no it. No kidding. I've done it before. It is definitely outside of your comfort zone. And really, humans are not designed to be comfortable all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are designed to respond to variation and to, and to minimal and minor stressors like you know varying degrees in temperature. We're supposed to be hot in some, in some times and cold in other times and, and have you know be exposed to fasting and overabundance. And it's not supposed to be this like 72 degrees all the time. Always comfortable, you know, like the these big trucks. Now, my father-in-law has this big, huge Dodge Ram. It's like this manly truck, and I'm a man with a truck. And like it, a Dodge Stratus, like yeah, yeah. And then, like in the winter, it has like heated uh, steering wheel. It's like, okay. oh come on, like, heated steering. Yeah, wheel. like what kind? This is a truck, man. Don't make it so prissy and fancy, man. Truck. So anyway, so get outside of your comfort zone. Thoughts? Well, and that's like the story of, of, of kind of my journey and like the being more human is that I am getting outside my comfort zone. And it's weird because through all the things that I've done at work, you know, uh, getting outside of your comfort zone has been kind of like a theme of what makes someone good at what I do. Uh, you have to, you know, and this doesn't happen every day, but like, you know, you hear something crazy, you run towards the gunfire, not away from it. You run towards the dangerous situation. You have to force yourself to fight your natural human inclinations and get outside your comfort zone for stuff like that. To run Remember, the hell away <laughs> from the gunfire. Yeah. Well, like the, when you're riding with me, like I instinctively run inside this gigantic house that's on fire. Yeah. I never even thought about that. It's just I knew I had to do it, and so what are you going to do? Uh, but with everything else, I'm very like, oh, well, I'll have a, a sandwich with, a, with just some mustard and no vegetables and no cheese. Like, Everything else has been very like, oh, I, I know this is what I eat, so this is what I'm not going to eat. 
I'm trying very hard to get outside my comfort zone. I am telling you, I do not want to eat this cricket bar. Uh, <laughs> I, I will do it because I've promised on the show. Yes. But, you know, experiencing new things and putting your body through new things and putting your mind through new things and seeing, testing your abilities, testing your limitations uh, is kind of what makes us people. And when we don't do that, you kind of lose track of how, you know, amazing you know, the, the human body can be how amazing the human experience is, is enjoying things and not enjoying things. My oldest son is real picky about food, even worse than I am. And so he won't even, he he will will have some food and he'll be like, I don't want to eat it. And we will basically force him to eat it. And, uh, nine times out of 10, he likes it. That's something he adds to the palate, but you just, you have to get over the, you know, it's almost like, like cliff jumping. Like you have to get ready to you know, the worst part about it is just jumping off the side of the cliff. Everything else is great. You just have to be able to jump off right. that cliff, make that yeah. first little step. And speaking of that real quick with kids, like a lot, like what we do with our, our girls is let's say it's a new food. What we say is just, just take a bite of it. If you don't like it, you can spit it right out, but just put it in your mouth and take a bite of it. And most of the time they'll like, they'll take a bite of it and they'll go, meh, yeah, 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 and like, they'll spit it out. And like two minutes later, they'll, they'll be like, oh, can I have that? I kind of like that. You know, so it's just about, you know, and if they spit it out and they don't eat it again, great, fine. But at least they put it in their mouth. Don't like, you know, you don't have to just be like, you're going to eat this or I'm going to kill you. Oh, that's you what know. we do. We hold him down yeah. on the ground. Yeah. We hold his arms and we like just pack all of this new food into his mouth until he's choking. Yeah. But like if you, if you don't, if you don't do something new that sounds weird, that sounds off the wall, then... I don't know. You'll never know if you can do it or not. Yeah, that and, there, sense? and yeah. that's part of it. Like, I do not think that this cricket bar will be very tasty. Oh, yeah, I'm I think, doing it because I'm making myself I bet, do it. Yeah, and and you're going to be pleasantly surprised. It, they're very, I probably they're will very be, good. and I'm, I'm probably making it to be way yeah. worse than it is. But and, you know, and there are a lot of parallels too with trying new things, like taste wise, and as in and like movement. Like, if you get stuck in the same position, like sitting all the time, your body's going to reinforce that position. If you never break out of that, you know, quote unquote comfort zone, then you're going to, you're not, you're going to be worse off for it. And same thing mentally. Like if you just stay in your same little mindset all the time and never explore new things and learn new things, your brain is going to sort of reinforce. And really, I mean, it's like you get some older people that are, that you know, you hear the term stuck in their ways. Well, that's, it's exactly that psychology of getting stuck in your ways. It parallels exactly with getting stuck in a flexed seated position. You look at it like, yeah. I just imagine this like, you know, old codger that's like all bent over that can't stand up straight that just thinks his way is the only way, but you know, it, it, it's, that's pretty parallel. So yeah, so the tip of the week, get out of your comfort zone, uh, whether it be through food or experiencing different temperatures or, uh, you know, learning something new or, or talking to someone that maybe you wouldn't normally talk to, just anything that you can do to get out of your comfort zone it's going to help you be a more healthy human. All right. Well, let's see. That is going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. Coming up next time, I'm super excited. We were going to have Dan Party on the show a few weeks ago, but he got sick on the day we were going to record, and so... He's a researcher at Stanford, has a lot of cool stuff going on. We met at Paleo FX and, uh, and became best friends immediately. And we like ran on the beach together in Austin. And not really, there's no beaches in Austin. You uh, ran in, to, towards each other in a very flowery meadow. <laughs> With like a, a fun song. But uh, Dan's a great guy. He's got a little girl, and uh, we, we're hopefully be working on some stuff coming up in the future together. So Dan has done a lot of sleep studies and heart rate variability stuff. He's working on some corporate wellness ideas, and so we're going to talk to Dan about all of that 
on uh, that'll be on August 14th. You can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel, Simply Human Kids, and Mom's page. Follow me on Twitter at simplyhuman52. I'm up over 300 followers. Hey, well, um, well, well. Uh, uh, not, not to 300,000 yet, but we're getting there. Um, email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. We we have a few humans being human. Uh, scheduled in the, in the future but if you are listening to this and you have a good story email me uh, we need a few more good ideas and good stories to tell of the human thing human open uh, and before we have to revert back to you know, Rick and me uh, telling telling stories about ourselves you hear that hmm? you hear that that's a yeah. that's a crazy lot they're like the bringing the burning down the house okay they're um, not burning it down. They're building it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait a second. Those aren't the roofers. They're arsonists. <laughs> uh, all right. So you can email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. Please leave us a review on iTunes, good or bad. I, you know, our, uh, since I've gone over to this new server thing, podcast host, uh, we're able to see better stats and stuff and we're really getting a whole lot of downloads and that's very encouraging so thank you for listening and making us part of your day there's a lot going on out there uh so that's going to do it for this edition of the simply human podcast and remember you offered to widen the stalls you did widen the stalls and he's still pooping his pants on a regular basis (laughs) yes i think you can fire him (laughs) so until next time enjoy yourself